KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Lots of economic news to sort through, all connected to the coronavirus pandemic. Another 3 million people file for unemployment. Retail sales fall way down. Are we worried about something called deflation? We talk about all these questions as we check in this week once again with David Fiorenza, professor of practice at the Villanova School of Business. Really informative economic talk. Give a listen. So let's start where we often do unemployment. About 3 million people last week file uh, new filers. That's 36.5 million over the last eight weeks. I figured it out. If all the unemployed made up a state, it would be the second most populous in the union right now behind only California. What were your thoughts on the latest numbers about what you expected? Well, Matt, that's a very good analysis that you have there. It's true. It would, the fact that still had 3 million people. It's declining every week, but the number is still undaunting to me that we're at 36 million uh, overall. Yes, we hit our peak March 28th of 6.9 million, but to still be at that 3 million mark of people who are uh, filing claims, that is a little scary at this point, nine weeks into this. With states starting to reopen in theory, do you think the worst is over? I hope the worst is over, but I'm always cautious because states will open up slowly like they are told to do, and rightly so. Uh, It's not going to be a mad rush like we would see on Black Friday where people are running out to the retail stores for the best buys of the day, the new TVs and the new Xboxes. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be a very slow process, and it's going to be a deliberate process, and there's nothing wrong with that because – Uh, we've been told that safety comes first. And you mentioned big box stores, Black Friday. We got retail sales numbers this morning, down 16% last month. Uh, It's one that when you take a half second, it's not surprising, but it's still pretty jaw-dropping. Are we going to see a, a wave of stores go away just because they can't handle this type of disruption? It's unfortunate, but we probably will. We will see a wave of stores that are large and those that are small. Uh, In the small towns and boroughs throughout the Delaware Valley where people would shop on a Friday night and go have dinner, it's going to be very hard for some of those stores to survive there, what we call our mom-and-pop stores. Some of them are still waiting for the funding from the government to get them through this coronavirus to pay their bills and maybe even pay their employees. Um, So I think you're going to see some mergers. Uh, You're going to see, I think, companies, maybe it's Neiman Marcus or Saks or others, are going to have to start reconfiguring the way they do business. And maybe that means smaller stores. We already saw that happening years ago with places like Best Buy. Instead of having 50,000 square feet, they may open up in a little strip mall of maybe 2,000 square feet, just the essential items. So there's going to be a, a time when retail has to take a look at how we are going to do business in the future. And that kind of, we've talked with other people about the the commercial real estate. That is really, I think, something that 
is going to be an outshoot of this that is going to turn the whole industry on its head because, like you said, you're going to see smaller stores, people working from home. They don't need office space. Office commercial space is going to be a whole different ballgame going forward, isn't it? It is, and I've, I've already noticed uh, from the year 2000, maybe 15 onward, after our last recession ended in 2010, that some commercial space as well as retail space has shifted over into other areas, such as healthcare, such as um, things that would be maybe short procedures, small procedures, and trying to fill that space that once used to be thriving retail. Uh, they're going to have to start doing that again. If retail is not going to come back in some of the malls that we have in the Delaware Valley, they're going to have to really rethink about what can we use that space for in the future. And we talked about states starting to reopen slowly. In theory, that's a good thing. But could we see a whole kind of a, a different degree of problem if stores start to reopen and people just don't feel comfortable going out? That that's correct. It's all about confidence. You and I have spoken about this the past few weeks. People have to feel confident to go out. And that when people go out and they do spend money, then there is where eventually you're going to start to see some more of the tax revenue come in, such as sales tax revenue, uh, people working. There's going to be wage tax revenue. But if people aren't comfortable either going to their job or even going to shop other than food shopping, well, then that, that demand is not going to be there. And um, that's where we have to take a real look at what's going to happen in June, July, and August. Those months are traditionally vacation months. And that means people will be traveling by, by plane all around the world. And if, if we're talking more about staycations this year, let's see if people feel comfortable to go out and shop at the malls and at the small businesses in our communities. We hear a lot about inflation concerns all the time in times are good, in recessions. It's always something people mention as a concern. But now I've heard some people raise the alarm about a concept, deflation. For those of us that aren't in economics, how would you describe deflation? Sure. Uh, with deflation, in general, it's a decrease in the price level of goods and services, meaning that our goods and services are not worth as much as they were a month ago or two months ago. So instead of prices going up, and some people have a concern saying, oh, prices shouldn't go up, they should go down. Well, if they go down, that means the value of our goods and services are not worth as much as they were in prior months, which also could help, could hurt exports for us exporting overall, importing, all those kinds of things come into it. So I, I think the fact that you want a little bit of inflation because you want to see the value of your home go up, you want to see the value of your assets go up, a little bit of inflation is actually good for wage growth when it comes time for, for the new wage contracts with unions. Obviously, I don't want to see 5 6% inflation, but we want to see a target inflation rate of what the Federal Reserve sets between 1.7 and 2.3. Right now, we are looking close at deflation because the producer price index, which is the wholesale prices, is actually down for the month of uh, April, which translate into consumer prices being down as well. So we have to take a look at that next month when we talk. Just with the deflation, once again, all I've learned is just from reading articles, but deflation really killed Japan for like a decade, and it's still a big issue for them, isn't it? So, I mean, it's something that can shackle an economy for a long time. It did, and Japan was even doing a lot of 
tax stimulus packages, tax cuts, stimulating the economy with their own central bank, hoping that that would get them out of this uh, deflation that they were in. Usually when you have deflation, it only occurs for a shorter period of time, maybe a year or a couple months or a half a year. But Japan really saw, saw take a toll on that, on that economy um, for, for about a decade, I, from what I remember. So with regards to deflation, is it something that's just kind of on your radar now, or is it something you're really worried about we're going to have to deal with? Well, I'm hoping that that the month of May and June are months where we're going to see some demand coming, because with deflation, you off, that also means there's an overall decrease in demand. That's why prices are going down. So I'm hoping that we don't see deflation because I'm starting to see oil prices go back up. And that is a little bit of a good thing, even though we all enjoy low gas prices, but it needs to stabilize. And then also I'm hoping by June, there'll be more demand. There'll be, there'll be more people shopping. So I don't think we're going to see a long period of deflation if we do, but again, it all depends on the confidence of the people. And it all depends on if the people go out shopping, if they go out buying, if they're not and working too. If they're not making money, they're not going to go out and, and, and shop. It was interesting. Fed Chair Jerome Powell uh, had remarks Wednesday, and really, to me, seemed like he was waving the red flag, talking about this economic shock is without modern precedent and worse than any recession since World War II. It is very rare, I think, to hear our Fed Chair speak in these terms. Do you think? He is worried that political leaders aren't realizing the gravity of the situation because that's as an amateur, I took it like he was really trying to send a message. He was trying to send a message. Um, this message was a little stronger than the other messages, and he's holding firmly on the interest rates. He does not want to see them go negative he because the interest rates right now of the federal funds rate is between zero and a quarter of percent. He could lower that to zero, but he doesn't want to see a negative interest rate. And I, I, that's what I was hearing throughout his talk, uh, because he wanted to be able to have a little bit of interest rate so that there, it spurs the economy a little bit. When you have negative interest rates, uh, all of a sudden we think, oh, that's great. We're getting paid to borrow money. How, however, that's, that's not always the case with the negative interest rates. It does have a negative impact on the economy. Speaking of political leaders, do you expect another massive package to, to go through? I mean, we've had a couple small businesses, but do you expect uh, city states, uh, maybe even more direct cash payments to taxpayers? Do you think something like that will happen over the next six weeks or so? I do not see it going through uh, at this point unless there's a major change in the, in the structure of that bill. It's reward. I think it's rewarding the wrong people. It's rewarding the wrong industries. We're the the small business administration is still at this point filtering the money out to businesses. Uh, the unemployment compensation packages of all the states are still trying to get money to the people. I think I'd like to see us wait a few more weeks to to get this first couple phases of money into the hands of the people that need it the most. Uh, I was never one to want to see a neighboring municipality be rewarded 
for for poor performance. When I worked in public sector, uh, I was proud of our finances. And if a neighboring municipality didn't have the fiduciary responsibility, uh, that that always concerned me. That they can, it's almost like rewarding a delinquent taxpayer <laughs> by by saying to them, you can pay your taxes as a delinquent and don't worry about penalty interest. It's it's the same thing that could be happening in the public sector. We're actually rewarding states for not having a good fiduciary responsibility and being very austere with their uh, revenues and expenses. And we will end. uh, We talk about stuff not on the radar that you're worried about. And I know the, you know, federal debt is something that always comes up. Is there other things you're looking at that as this thing drags on and we pull more strings of it, that that is, uh, could be a concern? Well, that, is always on my mind is the federal debt. And I also want to take a look at, at the unemployment to see, will we get people back to work? And when will we get them back to work? There's, there's 36 million people out of work and probably even more than that when you count in the people who are working part-time instead of full-time. They're not working to their potential. It's going to take longer than this summer to get those unemployment numbers down. Uh, and And I think that that's my main concern is – this year, I don't want to write this year off, but this year is going to be a, a very difficult year for a lot of people. I, I, I can see how people are hurting. It's, it's not good. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.